plug into Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Moss Holders Design Center knows one mattress does not fit everyone. That's why Moss Holders carries 21 different Serta mattresses. From super soft to incredibly firm, it's important you find the mattress that best fits your body and your sleep style. Moss Holders offers iComfort and iComfort hybrids, which conform to your body with high-quality memory foam, but don't sleep hot. Serta's perfect sleepers provide amazing support without breaking the budget. Moss Holders is also your source for new sheets, pillows, and adjustable bases. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. If you're a Sheridan City resident, now's the time to sign up to receive critical emergency alerts from the city on your cell phone. Get information on severe weather, snow removal parking requirements, service outages, and more. The city's goal is for every city resident to sign up and receive these time-sensitive notifications, and now's the best time to do it. For more information and to sign up, scan the QR code in this week's Country Bounty or click the link on SheridanMedia.com. Sheridan Media's digital director, Julie Chadwick, has been named one of the top 20 digital directors in the country by Radio Inc. magazine. But what does that mean for our advertisers? It means we have a digital division that's one of the best in the country right here in Sheridan. If you're looking to expand your digital budget or ready to make a change, let's talk about moving the needle with your marketing. Absolutely. Our plans are designed for small or large companies tailored to your goals and objectives. We can do short-term, long-term, even event marketing and we can pivot if we aren't seeing the results the best approach is always multimedia but let's see what fits your budget we're not about numbers we're about results your success is our priority give us an opportunity to show you how we've become one of the top 20 in the country call shared media let's chat about how we can tailor a marketing strategy that includes digital and helps you reach your business goals email sales at sharedmedia.com or call 672-7421 From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. And now your host for Open Lines, Ron Richter and Aaron Palmer. And good morning, Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter, and the numbers to call if you have something that you want to talk about, 674-4443-672-5763. And one of the topics that we're going to touch on today is the poll question, which, Ron, do you have that one up? I do not. Oh, well, we'll, we'll wait a second here. I thought we were going right into the uh, the cowboy talk. We're going to intro, and then we'll do the cowboy. Well, you're going to have to wait. Okay, I can wait. Because it takes a while to find it on our website. Dun, dun, dun. The first Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question, do you agree with Governor Mark Gordon's letter to the Joint Appropriations Committee asking for more funding for the WIP initiative and for property tax refunds? 
And uh, yes, was overwhelmingly the answer. Most 70, people. Yeah. Almost 80% of people wow, said yes. Went up. And then uh, 17% said no, and 7% had no opinion. But So what do you think? Do you think that's mostly property taxes, or was yes. it the WHIP initiative? No, I most think it's, it's property know? taxes. Everyone, everyone's on the property taxes. But that's thing. only going to be available for people with low income, low yeah. or fixed income, which is, you know, that's something. And this it's is good. in reference to the session that starts in, what, a couple weeks now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, February 12th. Yeah, early February. Well, I guess a month. So we'll see what happens. The governor had sent some letters in um, requesting the jo- to the Joint Appropriations Committee. We'll get into this. Yeah, and the Joint Appropriations Committee is the big committee. Right. I, I mean, I know they're all important. Every legislator is going to tell me. The, the interim committee. Yes, right. But, but the JAC is the big committee. That's they're, the they're one the ones that the, they have the checkbook. Yes. They're the ones that make all the decisions, you know, according to all the money and, and revenue and <laughs> They're, they're mama with the checkbook. Yeah, basically they are. You know, <laughs> it, it is the big dog committee. I hear you. All right. Well, that's what we're going to discuss. We have uh, Mr. Gene Sterling in who's going to talk about the uh, movie coming up this Western weekend. Western film series. Was it, is this the third week? Third week. This is the third movie, yeah, this year. But we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk to Mr. Sterling about the movie coming up this weekend. Great fun. We'll talk more about that in a minute on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. If you're a Sheridan City resident, now's the time to sign up to receive critical emergency alerts from the city on your cell phone. Get information on severe weather, snow removal parking requirements, service outages, and more. The city's goal is for every city resident to sign up and receive these time-sensitive notifications, and now's the best time to do it. For more information and to sign up, scan the QR code in this week's Country Bounty or click the link on SheridanMedia.com. Hey, it's the rookie, Andrew Boynt, with First Northern Bank, Sheridan Honda, and Power Sports Pro Football Pick'em. Here's what happened in the KROE studio this week. She rolled the dice. Can 15 points. That was a good week. Yeah. Can dice dice, baby. Can <laughs> dice. That's, That's right. why you're ice. You had ice in your veins on that one. That's you're right. picking the pack. And they looked good. They did look good. They did look good. <laughs> Okay. It looked really good. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank that you. Was, that, was a, that was a pretty outstanding pick there. I hate Green Bay, by the way. As a Vikings fan, <laughs> the fact that they get another quarterback just the third in a row that they've had for the last three years. He, he looks like he should be playing for the uh, Sheridan Junior High team. Hey, it's Desperado Dave with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Play along with us every week for a chance to win a prize. This week, it's a $100 gift card to Warehouse Gastro Pub. Just go to the contest page on SheridanMedia.com and click on the Pro Football Pick'em banner. 
Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter, and joining us this morning to talk about this weekend's third chapter, I guess, in yep. the movies, Mr. Gene Sternland. Good morning. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. I'm good. This week good. we're uh, we're going to feature a movie called Yellow Sky. It will okay. be, uh, as you said, Aaron, uh, Aaron Linden will be... Uh, Hosting the movie, I just talked to him in the hall, and uh, uh, they are, he's going to watch it for the second time, because he's really digging into this movie, so. Hmm. <laughs> so he's on Google trying to figure out what to talk about, or what? Uh, well, I, I, I gave him the movie to watch, so. No. This is a Gregory Peck movie, correct? It is, yeah. Yeah. Gregory Peck in a Western? Yes. Really? Gregory Peck made four of the best Westerns ever made. Oh, four, darn. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Big Country. A Duel in the Sun, The uh, Gunfighter, and uh, this one, Yellow Sky. Hmm. Tell us about the movie. What's it about? Uh, in this particular one, uh, Gregory Peck is starts out as an outlaw. He ha- is in a uh, gang. One of the his guys is uh, Richard Widmark. And uh, he has uh, also a guy who can play both bad guy, good guy. And they uh, rob a bank. And they escape across Death Valley on horseback. Uh, of course, by the time... Have you been down there? To the Death, Death Valley? No, I haven't. I've not been in it, but I've been to the northern edge of it on the interstate yeah. going to L.A. You can see, I'm not kidding you, like in the movies, the old-time movies. Yeah, the, the heat. They, yeah. the, the heat. Yes. Come, yes. Yeah, you okay. saw that too? Yes. That is crazy. That's the only time I've ever seen that. It's major hot there. I would not want to live down there. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, yeah, you see the that in this movie. You know, they uh, they ride them horses down, end up uh, afoot, <clears throat> and walk into this ghost town that has just two people living in it. Yellow Sky is the name of the town. And uh, they there's an old man and his daughter, and they have a gold mine there. And it, it they have are keeping this, you know, on the down low that they are actually harvesting gold out of this thing. Well, they, this Richard Widmark, he's, his name is dude. And this, he figures it out and he, he, he gets it out of them that they're not the dude though. Not, not the, not the dude, not the dude Reno. No. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, so they convince them to, the old man convinces them, yeah, there's gold there, but I'm just too old. And so he asked that, that he gets them to dig for the gold for him. Like the uh, uh, Mark Twain story with uh, when the boy is painting the fence, you know, Tom and Sawyer. Tom Sawyer, and he gets them to to dig up his gold, and, and of course they want to swindle him out of it. Interesting, uh, John Russell, and it, do you, are you familiar with uh, Pale Rider? Oh yeah, the uh, the Marshall Blackburn that comes to the, the town has uh, all of those those bad uh, yeah, yeah. deputies. That's John Russell. As an old guy, he's the head hombre of those. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, he he is. Uh, his name is Lengthy. 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 <laughs> they all have crazy names. There's Bull Run, Lengthy, Half Pint, and the Walrus. He's uh, of course the uh, Gregory Peck's name is Stretch. See, that's like <laughs> all of us in college in the dorm. We all had nicknames. <laughs> but uh, anyway, they uh, they end up fighting over the gold, and Gregory Peck, of course, sides with with the, the gal. And I like to say he goes from outlaw to in-law. And, uh, <laughs> the girl always, always yeah, changes she, the She story. corrupted him into yep. being a good guy. So anyway, they, uh, 
the colorization, this is, movie was colorized, and it is worth seeing for this alone. You have never seen a more dynamic coloring in your life. It's, it's ethereal. It, you can't even uh, describe how blue the sky and white the clouds and, uh, compared to this kind of sepia-colored ghost town. And uh, it's it, it, there's it's just a real transformation, of course, and it was loosely patterned after the Shakespeare play, The Tempest, which uh, is I don't know this play except for Wikipedia, and uh, there is a, a famous um, bad guy in that play called the Caliban, okay. and I my vote is Richard Woodmark is the Caliban, so. You go to this movie, and I don't know what Aaron's uh, talk will be like, and I hope I'm not, uh, you know, doing any spoilers on his talk, but I'm voting for Richard Widmark as the Caliban. Huh. I'll be darned. So what What year was the movie made? 48. 48. It was okay. pretty common to have black mm-hmm. and white movies at that yeah. time. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So they did colorize it at some point. At some point. At least years. the one that, uh, that I got. I don't know if there's black and white ones out there, but this one... Uh, I bought for the theater is uh, colorized. Gotcha. So this is coming up on Sunday. Tell us about that. Yeah, at 2 o'clock, come on in. We have uh, free popcorn. There are some cool door prizes. Uh, uh, Thank you to Open Range. There is a gift certificate for the Open Range uh, restaurant. Uh, We will be uh, giving away one of my uh, custom knives that I make my company, the Buckaroo Blades, and uh, I made an extra large knife for this uh, and a display for the knife. So uh, each time you go to a movie, your chances get better to win this knife at the uh, when we feature Shane. Our okay. last movie is Shane. Okay, 2 o'clock on Sunday. This is Yellow Sky, hosted by Aaron Linden. That is at the Y.O. Theater. Tickets available at the door. Tickets at the door, yeah. Okay, all right. And free popcorn and stuff and door prizes and a chance to win a cool, cool, one-of-a-kind knife made by Mr. Sterling himself. Yeah, whoever he is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Gene. Um, get out there this Sunday. Number three uh, movie on the of four in the series. So this one is coming up Sunday, and then the last one the following Sunday for the last weekend in January. Thank you, guys. Okay, yep. Thanks. The weather will be good, too. So yeah, finally. There's no excuse to not there get you out. Go. Okay. I, I know you've touched on Gene many times, but seeing these films on the big screen is what it's all about. Yes, it's definitely the uh, a different experience than watching. And we have an amazing sound system there, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, we do have a caller that's on hold. We're going to take a quick, quick break, and we're going to come back and get to the caller. Thanks for holding. Thanks, Gene, for coming in, telling us about the movie. Adios. We'll see it Sunday, 2 p.m., Bio Theater. We'll be back right after this. Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home? 
wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Location, location, location. 810 Main Street in Dayton, Wyoming. Prime for new owners with great vision. Could not be located any better. Setting at the base of the Bighorns, this well-established business in beautiful Dayton, Wyoming is just off Highway 14, the direct route to Yellowstone. Lots of parking or room to expand the building to fit your needs. The bar is a local turnkey favorite or a prime opportunity to bring a new business to town. Call Kelly Munsick at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. I'm Steve Sisson, inviting you to Jackalopes Explore, the new video podcast from Sheridan Media. It's unlike anything else on your feed. Every week, the Jackalopes explore something, and it could be anything. Politics, UFO sightings, social issues, conspiracies, no matter what it is, we'll dig for the truth and explore it with a unique Wyoming perspective through an entertaining, lively conversation. Take a trip down the Jackalope hole with us every week. Jackalopes Explore, new episodes, Wednesdays at SheridanMedia.com. Jackson Electric, Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter. Today we're talking about uh, the governor has sent letters to the Joint Appropriations Committee asking for funding for the WIP program and for the property tax relief for certain individuals in the state. So we're talking about that. But we do have a caller on hold, so thank you for holding. Caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. You know, I actually wanted to say about three things. Let me turn the radio off here. Okay. Um, way back when I was little, my dad went and bought a, a colored plastic screen that he put in front of our TV set. Now, the TV set, you turned it on and off with a knob, and it stood on the floor and plugged into the wall and had a little antenna. But <laughs> this was supposed to take the black and white, which was our TV, three channels, uh, and put color into it visa this pla- this kind of a heavy plastic thing that you could tape over the front of your black and white screen. Huh. That lasted about half an hour. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then at some point in time, we started getting color programs. But this would have been in the early 50s that it was still pretty much black and white. Yeah. So well, I, even television, they had black and white TV programs up to the, what, mid-60s? Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Yep. Yeah. And gentlemen, what I'd like to talk about are <clears throat> two things. They're interrelated, and I'll be really as brief as I can. Okay. There's been quite a bit in the news lately about a PUD, City of Sheridan, for Story House, which is a uh, development. It's a housing project for the most part. There are some commercial lots on it. Story House has presently, to my knowledge, two uh, mortgages. The, the property, the totality of it, 240 acres, but 38 acres is what the PUD will be, the one that's going under approval now. But they have two mortgages executed with Security State Bank. One was a mill, 780605 and that was March 9th of 2023. And that mortgage is due in four years. And uh, Jane Clark and her brother and sister sold the land where this development is to occur. And this probably paid in part or in full, I don't know, for the uh, purchase of the property. There should be about 
six investors in Story House. We don't know who they are. We know that Mr. Sean Higgins is the um, managing member of the Story House development, but we don't. Yes, Sean, Mr. Sean Higgins. I'm sorry if I uh, didn't name him in full. Now, on October 19th of this year, so we have a first borrow from Security State Bank in March. A second borrow occurred October 19th. Now that is due in full, according to the document, December 15th of 2025. That's a two-year down and out on that. Now that was for two million five hundred and thirty-seven six oh five. Now these two mortgages with a local bank here. Why I mention them? Why they're important? The developer has borrowed. The developer tried and failed to get CEDA to be interested in moving the new high-tech park there, and it didn't work. They tried for ARP funding for a land trust there, and that also failed. Now they're standing out there pretty much on their own. There is no uh, buy-in by any kind of uh, outside nonprofit entities. Okay. So what we have heard lately <clears throat> is that the DEQ has, I believe the word was, is pending on a packaged sewer treatment plant for this annexed in, it's already been annexed in, PUD, Story House. No, they had a conversation last week, but there's been no paperwork yet. Maybe they'll get some paperwork today started. It's about 60 days out. YDOT has not approved their highway access. I question how they can have one access to this subdivision, but, you know, they'll probably find another one somewhere else. Okay, the other thing about this that's a bit dodgy is they have to have what is referred to as a package treatment plant. And a company out of Oregon named Renco Systems has come in last minute, last hour, last week, and said, we can build a package sewage treatment plant. So on their new, uh, altered somewhat, PUD of 38 acres, there will be 84 buildable lots in there. Most of them will be residential, some of them townhouses. Under those lots, under those lots, each one will have a septic tank. It's been annexed into the city, but it will have septic tanks. Those tanks <clears throat> will be the responsibility of the lot owner or the homeowner. They will pump from the tank into a line that will gravity feed downhill to the packaged sewage treatment plant. Okay. So then what happens with this plant, which will be operated at some to-be-determined cost, is the residual product, not the sewage itself, but after treatment. I won't go into the treatment. It will come out of a pipe and drop into a holding area. YDOT owns the holding area. It's about a quarter of an acre, so they have to move forward with permission on that as well. But then, and this is interesting, it will go from the holding area into Prairie Dog 11 Ditch. Prairie Dog 11 Ditch is an agricultural ditch where it will then go into Lower Prairie Dog. So it's a series of, of gravitational drops downhill. So <clears throat> here is why I mention these borrows, this over $4 million. The city has said, 
we're going through three readings of an ordinance to approve this 38-acre PUD with these 84 lots with this package treatment plant. We are doing this, but we will have a developer's agreement with the city of Sheridan. Their attorney, Mr. Kern, said, I would recommend tabling this on third reading if we do not have a developer's agreement. Here is what I'm asking. There should be. It's done all the time. It's done for developments out in the county, in the city. They need a letter of financial assurance from the lending bank that they're good for any future advances to build this 38-acre subdivision. So it's important to me, if to no one else, that they need to have a financial assurance letter from the bank that when this thing gets up and running, we're good for every penny they need to finish it. So I called the city and asked the planning department, when will we know we have a financial assurance with the developer's agreement? It could come after the PUD is approved. It doesn't have to come before. They can approve this as a PUD and then ask for it. I said, is it necessary? Well, it's certainly done. So I don't know if it's necessary. I really don't. But I wanted to switch over briefly, just really, really briefly, and talk about this Northeast Transmission Pipeline. This pipeline, water from Skeel Street down to Kittering, up the hill towards land owned by Derek Hughes on the high grounds above the city uh, north and east of <clears throat> East 5th Street. Okay, that is coming up. That northeast transmission pipeline is coming up once again. SAWS is having a special meeting Tuesday the 23rd at 5 o'clock to see if the SAWS board, three members of the city, three county commissioners, are going to recommend that they send a letter of approval for the northeast transmission pipeline. They are readdressing that after they denied it. They're bringing it back up again. There is a tremendous pressure, tremendous pressure to have this northeast transmission pipeline approved. Uh, I don't, I have no doubt at all, at all that Commissioner Haswell will approve. She's approved it every step of the way. The problem with the northeast transmission pipeline, one of them, the city is hoping to own the water delivery system through the dissolving of the SAWS board and turning over the entire water system north and south on the west end of town to the city to own and operate. And it's being done under the guise of economic development. Well, the city's going to grow, and it needs to grow 20,000 people, and we need to have 8,500 more taps available, and it needs to go northeast. It needs to go on the East 5th Street and that area out there. And this is all, what I'm translating to you is all either documentation or certainly attending the meetings, listening to what is said, and, and primarily the mortgages are, I've got the documentation on the mortgages. I went and got them from the courthouse. But, but this is a developer's dream, Story House. There are Six investors, according to Jane Clark. Okay, Caller, we're, we're kind of Let getting... you go, let you go, let you go. Okay, let you go. Thank Bye. you. 
Well, it seems like this is going to be an issue continuing on. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I get, I'm glad somebody's keeping an eye on it. Yeah, I, guess. I mean, it's. I, I know there was a lot of trepidation between a few council members and the uh, first reading of this ordinance mm-hmm. um, Monday night. Um, it kind of got moved forward with the understanding that we need quite a bit more information. We need these questions answered. Um, Councilman Andrew Patzig had a, a bevy of questions, and uh, most of them were really good questions. I mean, right. they were, you know, taken from his perspective of what he does. So it was it, it was it was pretty good, and uh, I I know in you know she referred to uh, City Attorney Brendan Kern saying. You know that uh, he will recommend it's tabled of this development agreement, and there were some other things he said too weren't in place come third reading. Um, so it was approved on first reading, but it was approved with the understanding that well, there's going to be more discussion on it. Well, well there's going to be some changes to the ordinance too. Sure. There, there, it'll be yeah. You know how government works. I mean, first reading is kind of a formality, right? You know, and basically it's, it's approving something for discussion. Yeah, second yeah. reading is usually the big one. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, of course, there are some changes come third reading, but usually third reading's kind of the stamp. Mm. You know, but um we'll see. You know, there was there was uh, I know Councilman Greg Lumen had some issues with what was going on with it as well. And, and you know, there there were some concerns brought up that I think were valid concerns. I think the the, the other thing I want to bring up really quickly is they have the vision of this storyhouse village all kind of laid out. And, you know, I don't think a, a lot of the the vision, for the most part, I think they have at the very least a blueprint. Now, the blueprints might not look exactly how they want to because it never really does, especially with these big, big projects like this. But I think the idea is really cool. Like, I think it looks really cool. Um, I think the founders behind it, a lot of the people at ERA Carroll Realty who do a lot of this, we work with them a ton, um, and they're all, you know, very good people. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the end goal here is, you know, for, for I guess, Vicky mainly, um, what the, the pause is on it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I guess is my, my biggest qualm. Well, and, and there. as the mayor said last week when he was in, you know, the, the city is going to grow. and. Right, it's inevitable. If you, right, if you manage this as it's happening, it's going to be better as opposed to we know some communities we that look like an overgrown motorhome park, right. basically. Yes, you Ur- know? urban sprawl. Right, and you know there it, that's not what we want here. We right. want you know family it, 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 type. It, Residences and whatever, and I don't think this would even get close to that. No, honestly, a lot of a lot of the concerns that were brought forth Monday night were about the waste management system. Sure, Uh, and and the caller Vicky touched on that as well. Um, I for I just can't remember what they referred to it as, but it's it's kind of a a different, little bit unique. Right, it's not your typical system. Right. And I think, and she did bring up a valid point, regardless of what situation you're talking about, because Sheridan's been, every community everywhere has been touched by a developer that's come in and not done what they were supposed to do. So if you're protecting the city and looking at 
crossing your T's and dotting your I's and making sure that, you know, the developer is being held accountable for whatever may go wrong. I absolutely agree with that 100%. But to hold up a project because of that, I think eh, a little short-sighted. But I think as long as we are, you know, looking at this and making sure that the city is protected. And there there are only certain things that you can do. If the if a developer goes bankrupt, what do you do? You know, you can't you can't go after them, really. right? You know, it's the company that oh, yeah, they have that's going to that you have to I can go think after. about 5 of them off the top of my head in the past 2 decades that have kind of been sour. I won't name them, but Right. I think anyone affiliated with the city knows who I'm talking about, but from but what I, think, I understand, also there hasn't been any inclination that that is going to happen. No, no, right? no not at all. But, but the only yeah. thing is, you never know, right? Uh, and, 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 that's, and, and that's all I'm saying. I'm just playing is devil's advocate. Sure, kid, that exactly. You have no clue. Exactly. It, every, so I think as long as everybody is is on the same page and looking at this and making sure, like I said, T's are crossed, yeah, eyes are dotted. It's a lot of due diligence, and it's right. needed. You and, know, and this is a can, huge development. It's exactly. a huge undertaking, and now they're moving forward with uh, trying to get funding for this uh, transmission line. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know. Yeah, it's taxpayer funded. If if counselors weren't asking questions and didn't have concerns, then that would be a that concern. Right, that would concern. be more alarming. Right. Yeah. So the fact that we have people that are that are looking at this and going, hey, I got a question here, that's great. Yeah. Answer the questions, move on. And if they're all answered at some point, then move on with the project but and call I, it good. I agree with you, James. On paper, this is... A great, it's a great uh, idea. Yeah, well, it, it, it's 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 uh, visionary to say the least. Um, what's uh, he's got planned? Absolutely. Right. Okay. Um, let's move on. We're going to come back. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back and we're going to talk about the letters that the governor sent to the Joint Appropriations Committee, and kind of discuss that and just go with that. See what happens on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. We'll be back right after this. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring, or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Slick roads are here, so let's get some new tires on your vehicle from wearing Sheridan Chevrolet. With the recent weather, you probably figured out your vehicle might need some new tires. Get it down and let the service professionals at Waring Chevrolet take a look. They carry all the brand names and tires. If you provide them with a better price at the time of purchase, they'll match it. You don't have to wait for a tire sale. They have the best prices guaranteed every day. Let's get you safely down the road. Waring Sheridan Chevrolet, 107 East Alger, online, waringsheridan.com. After the busy holidays have passed, don't forget those loved ones in January. Legacy Diamond and Gems has a large selection of garnet, January's birthstone, in rings, pendants, earrings, and bracelets. Beautiful garnets from Montana, Brazil, Africa, and other locations throughout the world. Come into Legacy Diamond and Gems for the finest quality jewelry at an exceptional value. 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. 
You are invited to the 7th Annual Little Goose Ranch Production Sale, January 27th at Buffalo Livestock Marketing. Selling is an outstanding set of registered yearling Black Angus bulls. Featuring progeny influenced by top-name sires such as SAV, Early Arrival, and SAV Anthem, and Coleman Sheridan, and Coleman Ranger, and other outstanding herd sires. Free wintering and delivery within 500 miles. Visit littlegooseranch.com for further information and see the catalog. Make plans. Buffalo, Wyoming, January 27th, 1 p.m., Little Goose Ranch production sale. One of opera's most popular works of all time returns to the Met stage in an electrifying new production by acclaimed director Carrie Cracknell. Rising young mezzo-soprano Igol Akmetshina stars in the title role alongside tenor Piotr Besola as Don Jose. Experience this new Carmen live from the Metropolitan Opera broadcast to the Wild on January 27th. Reserve your seat today at wildtheater.com. If you're an avid KWYO Sunday morning listener, the Lutheran Hour, presented by Emmanuel Lutheran Church, will now begin at 7 a.m. And Lonnie Bell's classic country all-request show with Ed McIntosh now airs at 8 a.m. Enjoy Sunday mornings on KWYO, 1410 a.m., 106.9 FM, for the Lutheran Hour now at 7 a.m. And the classic country all-request show with Ed McIntosh, beginning at 8 Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter, and the numbers to call if you have something you want to talk about. Chime in, chime out, whatever you want to do. Uh, 674-4443-672-5763. And we do have another caller that's holding. So, caller, go ahead. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Another beautiful day in Sheridan County. It is. It is indeed. where you disappeared to. You know, uh, this the particular planned uh, development out here, Story House, could uh, avail itself of being eco-friendly, and they'd probably get some sort of financial help with that if it was built as such. In Scandinavia, a lot of those outlying communities like that um, don't rely on sewer systems. They put in a digester in the house for human waste and kitchen scraps and stuff like that. The product hmm. is something that you can put on your garden or whatever and then the gray water that would normally go into the sewer system is used to irrigate the lawns and stuff like that so you're not wasting water it's been processed for the house use it was once it's used for a bath or um, something like that uh, dishwater it can go out to irrigate your lawn rather than use city water or a well so that's something to think about there. Um, it could be pretty uh, eco-friendly. The other thing that uh, is something I've noticed, or maybe you have seen it, is uh, for years that hillside west of that area has been smoking. There's a coal seam on fire that probably extends out that way. Uh, Person might where? investigate that just a little bit. <laughs> uh, Cause some problems later on down the line. And this is where and, I'm sorry. Uh, well, if you're if you're uh, following the railroad as it passes under the interstate and heads north there, and you look to your right if you're going north at that hillside, 
you see a, a coal seam, and uh, it's been on fire for quite a while. I think some of that hill caved off and uh, covered that up, but it's there was never any mitigation uh, taken on that, so it's probably still on fire. I'll be darned. And, I did uh, not know that. Huh. Well, person might look into that. Uh, just something to think about. Yeah. Uh, don't know whether that would be a big worry or not, but I would certainly Well, be the people concerned. in Pennsylvania or wherever it is back there, they have that, what, that coal scene that's been on fire for 50 years or whatever underground, and they can't mm-hmm. put it out. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it, so it can be a concern for sure. Good. Could make things interesting. Another thing that's uh, on the on the other side over there, um, it's been quite a while back. I don't know if you've been around long enough to remember when the, there was some talk and even some serious investigation into running what was called the West Belt um, Loop that would uh, go out through that area um, uh, west of the hospital and connect to the interstate out there to try to alleviate some of the traffic because actually there's no way out of Sheridan uh, except to the east. Um, the, your big goose area and all that development out there doesn't have another way to go to get out of town except to go through town. But the YDOT was doing some exploration, uh, drilling core drills out there, uh, looking at the geology that they might have to uh, go through in this West Belt Road. One of the engineers, uh, he's no longer with us now, as Tom Yates was telling me about an interesting thing that happened to them while they were core drilling, and his description was behind Fort McKenzie. So I don't know if he meant east or north of, of that area, but he said they were core drilling in there, and the drill fell into a void. And um, huh. they... Uh, at that time, uh, the Monarch Mine still had two tunnels in that hill uh, there by uh, Monarch, where you, you can see that cement structure there. And for uh, several years, it still had the giant fan that was in there. Those was, uh, was, uh, things are called a slope. Uh, mine shafts go vertically. The slope is it's horizontal. So what, they is had it two they, of them. They were, what did they think was in okay. there? What did, what did they think? Well, here here you go. Let me let me yeah, continue on here. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, so the fan was in that opening, and the, the plan for the Monarch, new Monarch coal mine was to use two slopes, and they would put the giant fan in one and blow good air in, and it would go clear to the end of the slope, turn around and come back and take the bad air out. And so... Uh, the uh, highway department lowered a sensor down into this void and put a microphone on it and a, and a recording device. And they could hear a diesel horn and checked at the railroad, and they found out that it was recording the whistle at the Monarch grade crossing. Huh. So those two slopes run from there out behind... Fort McKenzie someplace. I'll be <laughs> so done. you got some more underground. <laughs> you have some more underground things going on there. Uh, that not everyone's somebody, aware of. Gotcha. No. Interesting. So those are a couple of things. If you're building out in that area, you might have yourself a free basement one way or another. 
Gotcha. Okay, thanks, caller. We got another one that's on hold. You're waiting. Thanks for Have so much for day. the call. See you later. Caller, uh, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Oh, yes. I'd just like to touch on uh, basically the, the premise that there's a lack of property around Sheridan to build on already. And, okay. you know, between 2005, 2014, um, when Kinski was in office, he increased the footprint of Sheridan by one third. He annexed 1,500 acres, that most of which is still open. It's still available. Um, the other thing I'd like to talk about is the Northeast Pipeline that they need to service Story House and et cetera. Uh, the Wyoming WWDC voted that down. Staff said it's not needed. Uh, what's needed is the SAWS repair. And basically you had the SAWS Joint Powers Board vote no on a letter of recommendation on this Northeast Pipeline, as did the Board of County Commissioners. Yet we've got politicians now wanting to revisit and change those politicians' minds that said no on on doing this Northeast Pipeline. So it's another case of just keep doing it until you get what you want. And I think uh, we need to start listening to the politicians that we elected our our county commission. They said no, and as did the, as did the Joint Powers Board of SAWS. And uh, let's get the infrastructure that we already have fixed, rather than go out on a line and build some stuff for a nice to have or a a future vision that could happen. Uh, thanks for your time. Okay, thank you. And these concerns have also been addressed. I don't know how many times, but according to City Works Director, I can't think of his name. Public Works Director Hans Mercer. There you go. I think it was him that said that the there's not really an issue with water lines in the city. Sure, they, they break, they need repair, but overall the system is in good shape from what this person, whoever it was, was saying. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a valid concern. Yeah. Sure. So I don't know what the answer is. I don't. I mean, that's why that's way above my pay grade. It is a multiple choice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, honestly, <clears> throw I mean, a dart. It's it's you know, there's two two sides of the coin. And you know, we we talk about this every week. It seems like so. It, it's an issue that people are concerned with. Like we said earlier, if somebody's keeping an eye on this and asking questions and getting the questions answered, great. That's what. We all expect and what we want. Well, you know, you hit the nail on the head earlier, though, when you talked about a lot of the issues are because of past experiences with developers. Sure. I mean, you've seen it in Johnson County. I've seen it in Sheridan County. We've heard about it all over the country. Developers come in and they make promises. And sometimes, you know, for the most part, I think developers are on the up and up. But every once in a while, you have one that maybe isn't. And, and that well, creates a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Because and and also you have circumstances that arise that aren't anticipated. Sure. That and, happens. And, and, and it's just, you know, I, I don't want to use the term, but, you know, things happen. Stuff happens. Yes. Septic yes. stuff <laughs> happens. <laughs> and that's what I was saying. Like, they have the vision up, obviously, but sure. I'm sure the first thing they teach they teach you when you go to any city planning school is this is not how this is going to end up looking. It never you know? is. It so, never is. An example, this this week, okay, I, I've got a major problem at the house, okay? I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at a major remodel of my upstairs bathroom. And it started off because, you know, we have, uh, long story, I was doing a, a minor repair, which should have taken me 15 minutes. 
once I got in there and realized that the wall was rotted out, in it's other, like... In other words, you open the can of worms. Exactly. And so now it's going to be a complete remodel of the yep. bathroom because of this. Because if you're going to do the repair to the wall, you may as well tear everything out, put a whole new you know shower, the whole nine yards. And so... It just it just that, amazes me. These kind of things that, happen all the time. That first step is a doozy. <laughs> Every nope. time. Yeah. And it's, it's the same thing when you're working on vehicles. You know, it's oh, it's a simple thing. I'll go in there yep. and change an oil filter and all of a sudden boom, you're in, you know, yeah. you're taking it to a mechanic to it, figure it, it out. You're taking the manifold off and uh, oh, yeah. pretty much uh, rehauling everything. Yeah. So yeah, it's um that's life. And I hope this doesn't happen. I, but it, it yeah. again, getting back to you you hope for the best and plan for the worst. Yeah. And that's the best, ultimately, that you can do. You know, everything I've heard from the developer, he's been on public Paul's Higgins mm-hmm. several times, and then, you know, he's presented before city council. I mean, he sounds genuine and legit, mm-hmm. but they all do. You right. know what I mean? I, I'm just saying, but he, I mean... Yeah, it, not it, to say anything negative about him, but yeah, they, they do. But he, he sounds like this, this is something he's just wants to provide. And, yeah, it's and not, of course, it's not a money-making venture. Well, so to speak. it is. It is. It we really understand is. that. You don't but, do anything without making money. Sure, but it's it's providing something for Sheridan. Yeah. That's what he's looking at doing. Well, well, and the thing is, growth is occurring. Mm-hmm. Drive down the street in Sheridan any moment of the day and tell me this community is not growing yeah. because I mean it is it is hard to get from A to B at times in this town. And then when you get the train blocking the tracks, that just helps. <laughs> oh, is that? Then, then Ron's late for work. <laughs> I, I'm literally just going to start taking a different route because yeah. it's it's just not ever going to happen. One of the things that we talked about is housing is going to be an issue. It is now. It's yeah. going to continue to be. and It will amplify, though. It will, especially if we're not doing anything to help resolve this and and there's it's going to be a multi-pronged approach it has to be you know i mean the way the prices of of housing currently they need to come down period are they who knows but that's an issue so we have young people that are leaving the community and going elsewhere in droves in droves i mean i've got kids that are that are moving out of state there is a reason why a lot of the uh, businesses in town don't have any help yeah and it's housing's a lot of it. It is a major part of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just the brutal truth, man. So these kind of things, if we can get these things to help resolve the issue, I think ten years from now, fifteen years from now, it's going to be better than it is today. Yes, it has to be. You ain't going to fix it overnight. No, it's got to be the little incremental steps. Okay. We didn't even get on this property I know, tax thing. We never thing. did. Um, the point being, the governor sent. Uh, letters to the Couple Joint letters, Appropriations yeah. the Committee, jab. and he was asking for, what was this, $20 million? $20 million, uh, one-time appropriation for the property tax refund program, and this is for people that are low and low income and fixed income. So this will help um, younger people and then older people. Well, I, something that kind of stuck out in this letter, there's a lot of interesting things in this letter. Sure. I mean, you can go to the governor's website and read it, verbatim, but a review of property assessments from last fall shows double-digit property value increases occurred in 20 of Wyoming's 23 counties. I have this. That I'm is right absurd. Here. I'm sorry, but yeah. that is, I mean, what, listen to it's this. It's called being raked. 
Johnson County between 2022 and 23. They're raking the people of Wyoming. Went up average. Property taxes went up 21, excuse me, 23.37%. Sheridan County went up 14.67% in the same period. It's insanity. That's one year. It's insanity. All right. That'll do it for the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Thanks for joining us. I'm glad we could touch on that poll question. Just touch. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Arrivederci. Plug into Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Man, I just heard your car crying in the parking lot. It really needs an oil change. I know you've been putting it off because of the cost, but here's a deal you can't pass up. Through January at Midas, buy an oil change, get a second one free to use by March. It's perfect to share with a family member. And Midas also gives your car a thorough inspection to identify any current problems and help plan for any upcoming repairs. Helping your car care dollars go farther will keep you safely on the road. See Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Remember when your mom used to say, eat your cranberries or you'll get a bladder infection? Well, if you ignored her and now you're in trouble, well, you need the health-giving stuff you can only get at the Health Nut. Aisle after aisle of supplements, vitamins and minerals, an all-natural soup, salad, and smoothie bar, as well as a healthy grocery store and gift shop. So get good with the world. Be happy. Get healthy. And that all starts at the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. This is Ken here at Prime Rate Motors, where we understand everybody's situation is different. We recently had a customer that needed to keep his ranch truck, not traded in. What he needed was a car for town. After visiting with him, we discovered that what he did have was an extra stock trailer. We were able to take that trailer in as a trade-in and got him a nice economy car that was good on gas and easy to park downtown. Stop in. Let's work something out. Here at Prime Rate Motors, the Super Trailer Store, or PrimeRateMotors.com. The following message is presented by Century 21 BHJ, 101 South Main. You are cordially invited to one of the sweetest events of the season. Martin Luther Grammar School presents the 10th annual Dad and Daughter Dance, Saturday, February 3rd from 6 to 9 p.m. Tickets are just $30 a pair and available online at wildschool.faith slash dance slash. For more information, call 307-674-6434. Fox Sports Radio is back in Sheridan all day long, every single day. Tune into the best sports lineup in the nation every single day on Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM. The best sporting lineup in the nation all day, every day, 24-7. Sheridan Media's 106.3 FM and online at SheridanMedia.com. We are...